0: You're listening to the Clear Your Blocks to Glowing Health podcast with Anna King. Anna is a wellness coach and EFT practitioner who specializes in helping you clear what's blocking you from a level of health you can love. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the disclaimer located at AnnaKingCoaching.com or in the show notes below and agree to take full responsibility for your health and well being. Thank you and enjoy.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to podcast number four. As I mentioned, we are setting the foundation in these first several podcasts. And so I'm excited to dive into some more practical tools in this podcast. And uh, so if you need a little bit more foundation, remember to to go back to the first three so that you can get the feel for this paradigm. And uh, hopefully it'll be supportive to you as we're just building on each of those concepts. So today, I'm going to start with the outer layer of our geode, so to speak, and work inward. And uh, we're gonna be talking about this outer layer of the physical body. And so I assume that if you're coming to this work, you are already familiar with holistic or alternative health. Maybe you have been working on your health for a while. Maybe you've done a lot of alternative modalities, or maybe you are more familiar with um, you know, healthy uh, diets, nutrition, supplements, different modalities. And, and most people who are um, interested in this work have done some level of um, work on their health. And uh, so I'm going to assume that you already have somewhat of a foundation of a um, more natural, holistic kind of model. And um, and so many people who are drawn to the, the, the work here are... Uh, They've, they've done lots of diets, you know, they've, they've tried lots of supplements, they've done lots of things, and, and um, maybe searching for some help in some of these deeper layers. So I do want to make sure, though, that we really get clear about the eating piece of this, the food body piece of this, and so that's why I want to dive in today uh, to that physical body layer, that outer layer, and we're gonna talk about intuitive eating. And intuitive eating is um, my favorite uh, way of working with food because I believe that there's not one size fits all diet. Um, I really believe that each person not only has kind of a unique um, uh, bio individuality. But that there, you you also have the instinct and the intuition for your own health, and so my definition of intuitive eating is supporting you in moving away from external sets of rules, i.e., you know diets and protocols, and and moving towards learning tools that involve listening to your body's built-in signals, and listening to those symptoms and sensations. Um, all of all of the communication system that's in the body that will allow you to take the reins in your own health journey. So if we learn how to not suppress symptoms or signals, we learn how to listen to our body, we understand that the body was built to be so healthy and so light and so free and when we will take time to attend to those little, Symptoms, signals, sensations. Then you know we have that inner compass that is helping us learn how to thrive. So I'm going to give you an overview here, and of course um, I have videos out there that are that that um, are, are free videos. You can check them out on my Facebook page, Anna King Coaching. You can um, you you probably there's also some videos um, on my website, annakingcoaching.com. So um, I dive into some of the deeper work. On on those videos, but I'm just going to give you an overview, so that if you're interested in intuitive eating and you wonder what this is all about, um, you you can kind of get a feel for it and decide if it's right for you at this time. Because when it comes to intuitive eating, you know there is a time for protocols, there is a time for diets, there's a time to create a certain structure that is may, maybe feels a bit more rigid. So that you can, um, so you can kind of get out of the the the, the pit, you know, of um, addictive foods and substances, and so sometimes those diets really can help you do that. But long term, uh, what I see people doing is they're jumping from one diet to another, trying to fix their problems, and they continually are blocked in being able to do those diets, or they're sabotaging them right as soon as they finish, you know? And so that's the deeper work, which we will definitely um, get to. So um, the first thing to know when it comes to intuitive eating is that you need need to grasp that you are already naturally an intuitive eater. It's already your most basic native form of eating. And what happens when we're young is that we unlearn. Um, we unlearn the way that we're meant to eat. Um children are super intuitive eaters until they are um, until that gets disrupted. So it can get disrupted by, Um, being told, you know, you have to eat when you're not hungry or you have to finish all the food on your plate or it gets disrupted by those really processed addictive foods like sugar and gluten and dairy and, you know, all sorts of additives and colorings and dyes and all those things that really confuse the system. But at our most basic level, we're born with an instinct and an intuition about what to eat. And uh, I watch my, my nieces and nephews who, um, you know, m- many of them had such a great start in life where, you know, their parents were allowing them to be intuitive eaters. And I have a particular nephew who just, when he was young, he would just walk around with like a big um, red pepper and just munch on it like an apple because, you know, his body would need like the vitamin C in there and some of the different nutrients. And uh, he would love, he would love taking romaine lettuce and just munching on it. And um, my my sister would not have to force him to do that. It was just natural because uh, he was eating very very intuitively, and he he didn't he wasn't really he didn't really deal with sugar cravings and things like that. And and I see children just across the board when it's not disrupted, they are so intuitive. And and that's you. You are so intuitive. You probably have an instinct, but you also are maybe being blocked from being able to follow that instinct due to all of the um, the structures that are imposed, the programming that's imposed, the confusing thoughts that maybe are, are in your head about which diet to do, and do I need to eat protein with every starch, or do I need to do food combining, or should I focus on fats, or should I be a vegan? And you know, this can get very confusing and very overwhelming very, very quickly. And so my goal here is to be able to help you clear away some of the clutter so that you can begin that process of returning to yourself, returning to your instinct and your intuition, and learn how to be very comfortable with the signals that your body's giving you and, and learn how to, to thrive in, uh, in just being an intuitive eater. And uh, so uh, what I'm gonna share with you are seven keys, and they're all outlined in the intuitive, ebook that, uh, or intuitive eating ebook that I've created. Um, and we dive into it in a much deeper way in the in the core community that um, that I hold and and in this ebook. But I'm just going to give you the basic structure here. So, seven keys here. Uh, key number one is to learn the difference between confusing foods and congruent foods, and this is a basic thing here. So, essentially, confusing foods are foods that confuse the system. They make you want to eat more food than you really need or they make you crave foods that really are um, not congruent for you, not healthy. So confusing foods, of course, would be the things like um, processed sugar, pasteurized dairy, gluten-containing grains, the things that will really mess up the signals and I, I like to avoid um, the idea of good, bad, right, wrong foods because I think that it, it activates our self-sabotage me- mechanism. So I prefer to really use um, terms and, and create more of a mindset around, you know, if you eat these foods, it's going to make it a lot harder to be intuitive. These foods confuse your system they gum up the signals. They just make it harder. So we wanna avoid the confusing foods and we want to emphasize what I call congruent foods. And congruent foods are the foods that are, they, they in a sense, they, they look like you, like they are built like you, which uh, in my mind, you are a whole, pure, alive human being and you need those whole, pure, alive foods in order to thrive. And it gets really basic and, and simple. We want to get the foods that are that are high in that life force energy. They have a high vibration. Um, these foods are are they they contain all of the necessary nutrients in order to to thrive well. And um, and and they are also foods that work well for your blood type, for your the the particular variables that make up you. Your um, you know, your, your age and your gender and your level of activity. So what could be congruent for one person might not be congruent for another. So a great example of that is, um, as many of you probably know, I'm a, I'm an identical twin. So my twin and I, at one point, uh, came from a single cell that, you know, separated many millions, billions of times. And so even though we are identical, we, and we have similar needs in terms of eating. There's some things that work great for me that do not work well for her and vice versa. So if being an identical twin means that you know, there's some things that are similar and some not, I would say that across the board, you know, there's some congruent foods for everyone, but then there is no one-size-fits-all diet. So we're also looking at not, not only what is a congruent food, but what is a congruent for you, food for you right now? Okay, so that's key number one. Key number two is that there are four types of congruent foods, and I'll just go through them quickly. The first type are cleansing foods. So these are foods that help you daily uh, cleanse your body. The second uh, type are um, energizing foods. And the energizing foods are foods that really help your body access a little bit more energy. They're gonna bring you a lightness and an energy. And uh, the third type are satisfying foods. And the satisfying foods are the foods like fats and proteins that give you a sense of deep satisfaction. And the fourth type are what I call transition foods. And these are foods that maybe aren't necessarily like super life-giving foods, but they're really great foods as you're transitioning from a standard American diet to a more congruent diet. So this would be like the gluten-free waffles or the non-dairy ice cream or foods like that that you know they're, they're not health foods but they are much much healthier than their processed counterpart all right so those are the four types of congruent foods the third thing that you need to know is that it's so important to dedicate time for daily cleansing so in order to learn how to be uh, intuitive with your body uh, you have to integrate some daily cleansing into your life and, and you can make it as, as um, short or as extended as you feel ready for. But the, cl- the cleaner you are inside, the easier it is to observe what signals and symptoms your body is giving you as to what foods work and don't work at this time. So that's number three, dedicate time for daily cleansing. Number four is learn the five types of hunger. And I did a video on this, so check out the video. But uh, the five types of hunger are very important for you to understand as you're learning intuitive eating. And so these are things like the basic nutritional hunger, you have dehydration hunger, you have emotional hunger, you have sleep hunger, and you have empty stomach hunger. And I, I get into the details of those on that video, but it's important to know what your hunger signals are telling you. Um, before, um, before you just assume that all hunger is nutritional hunger. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And so you want to dig into that just a little bit. Number five is learning what to do before you eat. So this is really key because many times um, before we eat, our nervous system is in stress response. And so when we're in stress response, we have great difficulty discerning what foods are right for us and why, because the stress response is is causing us to grab food that maybe isn't, healthy for us or we're eating in stress response or we're eating on the go or we're eating while we're standing up and we are not present with our food and so there's a little process we call it the meal ritual and we utilize it a lot on our retreats and in our um, community gatherings um, it, it really is a wonderful way to help you get into that peace mode that parasympathetic nervous system response before you eat so you need to learn those three things to do before you eat number six is is to find your balance of structure and flow. So what I mean by this is that uh, we need a certain kind of structure when it comes to our nutritional outline, our um, self-care. We need a kind of structure to say, here are the negotiables when it comes to eating or when it comes to my nutritional self-care or whatever, and here are my non-negotiables. And so, you know, it's good to have a certain structure and then it's good to, ha- to really give yourself that permission to flow throughout your day and to be kind of led according to what the symptoms and signals that you're getting are showing you to do. So um, ev- everyone in this work will go through this kind of little process where we talk about the balance of structure and flow and, and it changes as you move through this process because what might be your structure at one point in your life? A few months later or years later, it may look completely different, but it's important to balance structure and flow. Just like if you were to take a yoga class with me, we would be talking about alignment and flexibility. We have to work on posture and alignment and everything being structured, and then we want to work on that flow and that flexibility and that movement. And I think much of nature is set up that way, and so we want to utilize that in this context of intuitive eating. All right. Key number seven is learn. This is a really big one and we could spend a long time, which we will talk about it in later podcasts. But uh, one of the things that's so important in order to become an intuitive eater is that you have to heal your relationship with food and everyone has a relationship with food, whether it's a healthy relationship, a strained relationship, a very, um, a challenged relationship but uh, I'm going to be talking in the next podcast about how to use EFT tapping, which is one of the modalities that I use to help heal your relationship with food. And so I spend a lot of time on that. And, um, that's key number seven is, is use the EFT tapping to heal your relationship with food because it really, this whole process helps you get to the root of some of the, that some of the self-sabotage, some of the cravings, some of the emotional eating that is associated with you know, our relationship with food. And we have to clear that stuff in order to be a successful intuitive eater. Okay. Uh, Again, there's so much I could say on this, but I wanted to give you an overview. We will dive into more on future podcasts. So stay tuned, make sure that you uh, like or share or follow the podcast so that you're updated when we bring out new podcasts. So, all right, that's it for now. Much love to you all.
0: If you want to go from concept to experience, from idea to action Get coaching, community, and retreats by joining The Core Community, a health-conscious, heart-centered, growth-minded community that will help you thrive. Go to AnnaKingCoaching.com to find out more.